We are indeed talking about the big boys today. It's time to talk muskies with Kevin Cochran of Kevin Cochran's Muskie Guide Service. He and a client reeled in a very big fish a couple weeks ago. Details are coming up. Welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Checking in with Kevin Cochran of Kevin Cochran's Muskie Guide Service, a great friend of the show who's been talking muskies with us for a long, long time. Uh, Kevin, thanks for taking a few minutes today. We appreciate it. Absolutely, Kev. Glad to be here. So I uh, got reminded I needed to give you a call when I saw a post you put up on uh, on social media about uh, a feature in Muskie Hunter Magazine about, uh, well, Big Fish, one of your clients caught him and, and what he caught him on. So I'm just going to start there and let you tell us that story. Yeah, you bet. Um, yeah, I write the Muskie Hunter in. I, 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 uh, I uh, text Greg, uh, one of the owners, quite a bit back and forth, and and I, I had a, a picture of a pretty big fish just kind of sitting around in limbo, and I, I uh, let him post it. So um, the fish was a 55 and three quarter inch fish. Did not uh, girth the fish, so I'm, I'm unsure how how big around it was. Um, it was big. It was a, it was a really, uh, really big fish. Um, I, I would anticipate it as far as weight goes, 47 pounds, roughly. I don't know. Okay. So, but I, I, I didn't weigh it. Um, <laughs> you know, we were, we were just unhooking the fish, getting it back in the lake and uh, watching it swim away. That was uh, the most important part. Um, so a, a guy, uh, his name is Luke. Um, Luke Clean is his last name, and he hired me. Uh, and I, I, I really don't think he's ever been musky fishing before. So mm. well, I, I know he never caught a musky before. Uh, it was him and his son. Um, so we we began fishing. Um, it was right around the, the full moon of the last month, and we began fishing. And I located several several really big fish uh, right away, and. Um, you know, luckily we got this one to bite. It bit uh, a red October tube um, with uh, a special harness that I built for him and, and custom blades and all sorts of crazy stuff going on. But uh, but we caught that fish and, you know, we had it in the net and, and I'm like, okay, great. You know, it's like a 52 and a half inch fish, 53 maybe. Um, and so I, 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 showed him how to hold the fish and how to sit, um, how to do everything. And, uh, those really, really big fish are pretty docile. You know, it, when you're, uh, when you have them go crazy and, and start uh, giving you issues, you know, those are a little bit smaller fish, but the, the super big ones, like the 53s and ups, you know, they have a lot of like gill, gill plate to hold on to. Uh, so it's almost like a, like the handle of a mop or a shovel, you know, and, and that's kind of what you're grabbing on to. You got a lot of, a lot of leverage you can, you can use. So, 
um, you know, I, I, I was pointing out what to do and, and everything for him. And it, it really wasn't until I, I grabbed its gill, its, uh, its, uh, its gill plate when I did. And then, you know, my, my hand disappeared up to <laughs> like my, my, the middle of my forearm. And I'm like, man, this is a really big fish. And we've caught like half a dozen other 55s. Um, but I knew it was, I knew it was, then I knew it was probably like 54. But it, you know, it wasn't until we put it on the board. I'm like, wow, man, this thing is just really big. 55 and three quarter, um, measured it at 55 and three quarter. Um, like I said, didn't take a, dirt, a girth measurement or anything. Um, but I, I showed him where to grab it. He grabbed it. Um, we took a handful of pictures. The pictures are pretty good. Um, you know, and, and when you're, when you're holding your first musky, um, there's things that, that I can tell you to do. Okay, do this. Okay, hold it like this, you know, and, and to get like a, like a better shot, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, big, when big is big, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you know, you can't hide that. You can't hide how massive that fish was. So, um, you know, even, even maybe I would have held it out a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, he, he wasn't able to, uh, but, but you could tell that thing is just a massive, it's a really big old fish. Probably I, I would anticipate that fish, maybe 16 to who knows, 16 to that's probably older than 16 years old. Uh, mm. it could be 20 to maybe 23 years old. So, mm. um, yeah. And it gave him a pretty good fight. Um, but, I mean, uh, luckily it, it was in the net within, I'd say, 25 seconds. So it was a really, really like hard, short fight. The fish started to swim like back towards us. So that's kind of when we got our break. It, it headed out to deeper water, and then I, I mean, it was right in our, right in my wheelhouse. So I scooped it up and and uh, got him in that really quick. But but yeah, that was as far as as far as actual actual length. Um, that's the longest fish that's been in my boat. Um, as far as weight, that's, you know, that's right. It's gotta be right up there. You know, really? got, um, I, quite a few other big fish around the 54, 50, even some super big 53s, 54, 55 and a half inch range that were, uh, they were pushing that upper 40 pound mark. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a special fish. Its eyeballs were huge. That's one thing that that you can't hide on on giant fish either. Their eyeballs are are. Uh, I'm looking at a at a um, a socket outlet right now on a wall, and it's like that big. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, yeah, they're big, big wow. fish, big features. Just a monster head. Um, it was a giant, without a doubt. Well, that's uh, that's quite a story, especially when you consider the biggest fish. And you've caught a lot of muskies, and the biggest yeah, fish that's yeah. ever been in your boat was by a first-time angler. That's pretty. Correct. That's pretty dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's kind of how it goes. Like guys that are like hardcore musky guys, they'll tell you too that um, you know it's just I guess the luck of the draw, maybe that those things happen. But um, I had a. Years back, I had an eight-year-old um, kid, Jeremy, named Jeremy. He actually caught a 55 as well on my boat, and it was 
it was a super big uh, November fish. It was really sad. So sometimes those first timers do get really big fish, which which is cool to see. But then at the same time, like I'll tell them, okay, well, there's a great chance that you'll never in your life (laughs) catch a fish as big as that or bigger, like for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What a thrill though. It was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's nice to see that, that those fish are still around and, um, you know, swimming and it's been a few years since we caught uh, a 55. So it's, uh, it's great to, uh, to have a, another one in our boat. Kevin Cochran of Kevin Cochran's Muskie Guide Service, my guest today. We're talking muskies. What a coincidence. So what was that harness they used to bring it in? We'll find out more details next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast at becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi, Bemidji, one step further. Welcome back to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Kevin Cochran of Kevin Cochran's Musky Guide Service, my guest today. So tell us a little bit about this event that you used to bring the fish in with. Um, as far as, uh, it's just a rigging harness that I that I built specifically for uh, for plastic use. So it's it's pretty much universal across the board for different plastics. So I'm, I'm I don't want to really let the cat out of the bag too much on it, but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be making and selling them. Um, this fall. Oh, okay. Well, actually, actually, this winter, I'm gonna probably uh, put some up on social media and and uh, sell them that way. But cool. Yeah, just uh, it's like a, it, and it is universal. You can use it on, um, um, you know, musky guys will know like beaver baits. You can use them on tubes. You can use them on um, bulldogs and soft plastic, that sort of thing. Okay. So, yeah. So keep keep our eye out for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to only do like a, maybe a hundred of them because it's just, I don't want to spend a lot of time doing them. And I, I used to build, actually build musky baits, um, maybe 15, 12 to 15 years ago. And it, it's just overwhelming. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, um, it, it's really time consuming and sure. with a bunch of kids and a wife and everything that goes along with it, my time is just, um, it's just, I don't have much of it. Right. Right. So how how has musky fishing been this year? It's been good. Um, I took off in July. I took off approximately um, uh, probably twelve days due to hot weather. Mm-hmm. So I just you know it was. I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna tell anybody it's too hot. It's whatever they can do whatever they want. I know. Like for me, um, I've got a lot of experience doing this. I've, guided for 17 years i know what happens when you fish and the temps are upper 70s like 70 77 and up it's bad news you know and and to be completely honest um 
we actually had a fish that, that died on us during that time. Um, and it, it, it wasn't from negligence in, in fishing when I shouldn't have been. It was, it was definitely, it was hooked in the gill arches. I cut the hooks right away. We didn't measure it. Um, and then I, it was, it was bleeding as soon as it hit the net. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you pair that with warm water, 100% dead fish, mm-hmm. you know, if, if oh, a fish is hooked that. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to perish. So, um, you know, my experience just leads me to not fish during, uh, during warm water time. So, yeah, I found some really cold water and went to Alaska. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah. My, uh, my in-laws live up there and my wife has a, a bunch of family still up there, uh, grandma and cousins. Um, so we went up there we went, went up to Anchorage and, then we went and fished on the Kenai a little bit, uh, and I even went swimming in a in a mountain lake. Uh, I think it's called Gold Cord Lake uh, in the mountains, so near Hatcher's Pass. And that was uh, there was snow on the on the on the shoreline, and I just I had to go swimming. So it was probably <laughs> if it was if it was forty if it was more than forty two degrees forty three degrees I'd be surprised. So uh, so we we did find some cooler cooler water temps up there well then when we uh when we got back you know the water temps were 74 70 75 74 and now they're you know like 73 ish 72 73 ish so okay. it's more that's more in the normal range and that's what i like what i like to fish i'm kev jackson he's kevin cochran we continue talking muskies Kevin, with these very hot temperatures, you're just a, a musky angler. Some guys will, you know, they, they won't even take the, the fish out of the water in warmer temps. But if you're guiding and the guy catches a 55 and three-quarter inch musky, he's going to want that to come out of the water to take a picture with. And, and so it's probably oh, best yeah. just to not even give him that option at that point. Right, yeah. And, and, and absolutely, 100%. So in that day, I think the water temp was, it was, it was, you know, uh, oh gosh, when was it? Maybe two and a half, three weeks ago. So the water temp was 73, 74. Okay. So. Yeah, we were definitely in the safe zone when, when we caught that fish. But, um, you know, there was one time when we were out on cast and water temps were hot. We, uh, you know, 77, 78-ish, and we were, we were fishing. And I, and there's always that, that thing in the back of your mind saying that I really hope that a fish isn't hooked bad. Um, so, well, you know, one thing that I have noticed is during super warm periods like this, um, the fish don't really move for, for baits. But if there is one that comes right over their head, like a foot over their head, more than likely they're going to bite it. And they bite it really hard. So... Um, Unfortunately, and I've been doing this for a really, really long time since my 17th season guiding. So, unfortunately, there have been those situations where fish have uh, fish, have, fish have perished, and um, it's definitely not a good situation because they do inhale it so so deep. Um, you know, and and like I said earlier, coupling that with with warm water temps. You have so much less dissolved oxygen once once that water temp reaches say seventy seven um, that it's it starts to get dangerous. Yeah. Well, but, uh, but before yeah, before we went to Anchorage, uh, the fish were snapping, and when we got back, like right away, the first day we got back, I I guided um, 
we got back on a Sunday and I got in on Monday and we caught fish and, and it's been good. Yeah. Fishing has been really consistent. Um, one thing that I've noticed a lot is that fish really move around this year specifically, they're moving around a lot. And, uh, so if, if the fish is there one day in a specific spot, you know, they're, they may not be there in a couple hours from now. So, um, and it's, and I fish a lot of, on the big lake and, Cass Lake and some on the beach and uh, you know when it's windy it's there's so much of those lakes that are driven by wind um, that uh, right now uh, you know we have uh, like 20 it's a solid 22 to 24 with gusts I'd say up to mid 30s right now so it's if you want to go fishing it's it's a great time to to go out and fish the windy side of a of an area obviously don't go too far east or you're not going to be able to come back <laughs> but uh but we had a lot of action this morning when i was out fishing and um my client and the client in, in the bow of my boat lost two uh i lost a really nice one as well um and we saw maybe probably 12 or 15 fish so so it's been fishing has definitely picked up since the water temps started to drop. Um, today, I think we had a high of 70 degrees and, you know, to see that it's, it's a, a huge welcome. Um, mm. I, you know, I, we've had more since June. I think we've had more days over 80 than under 80. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not Minnesota. <laughs> it really isn't. Yeah. It, this is like southern Minnesota or Iowa yeah. weather. It's been really hot up here this year. And um, another thing, too, is the lake level. The lake levels are incredibly low. Um, lake Bemidji's two feet low. Cass is two feet low. I have uh, I have markings on pylons on Cass Lake that are 20 inches lower than their average. So wow. <laughs> um, it's, it's just crazy. It's, it's, it's insane. So. Yeah, you got to remember if you know, say you know, you you know that in you know late or mid August, the walleyes are always at what ten feet deep at this particular spot. Well, that particular spot is not ten feet deep this year, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, so they're probably not going to be there. Water, <laughs> right? Yeah, a lot of the really shallow water spots that I fish on cast too. It's I I'm anticipating. Well, there there's always a shallow water movement of fish on on all the area lakes um but i'm anticipating that that's either it, it's going to happen but it definitely be on a more subtle level than what it typically is if the water level is two feet down those those five foot spots are now uh, three foot spots and a lot of times those fish aren't willing to make that that change into those uh that really skinny water so I, I'm a little concerned, as there are many people who know way more than I do about this, about, you know, if we mm-hmm. don't get any recovery and then we get, uh, you know, the ice going over, it's going to be a tough winter. Mm-hmm. It will be. It really will be. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, if we don't get any snow either, that's going to be create a lot of issues for next year. Right. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, you hope it's it's a one-off and not a trend of uh, a multi-year situation, you know. I mean, I've never experienced a multi-year one, but I know my parents did when they were quite young. I mean, it's happened, 
I just hope this is not the time where it's going to happen. Right. Yeah, I heard something in the something happened in what was it seventy six around here. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. The summer of seventy six, the drought. Yes, that was a very very dry yeah. year. Yeah. 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 I didn't really notice because I was twelve years old and was just you know <laughs> school was out. That's all I cared about. Playing. Just, just playing outside in the, in the, the dusty yard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Not but... a care in the world. <laughs> exactly. Well, Kevin, are you are you booked up for the remainder of the year, or you got any spots available? I am. So okay. it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's the beginning of August right now, and I'm booked out now. I think I've got an open day, the, um, an evening trip, the, the 24th of September. So that's my next that's my next trip um, that's open. Um, also, this entire fall, I'm not going back to my my teaching job until January. So I'm guiding um, probably six days a week until December 1st. Oh, okay. So okay. I'll have openings this fall. In the fall. And the best way to get something lined up? Um, you can send me a text or give me a call. It's 507 uh, my website, kevincochranguide.com. I also have social media, too. So. All right. Always great to hear from Kevin Cochran. He is the musky maven of uh, Paul Bunyan country. Hey, Kevin, thanks for the time today. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. Hey, as always, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast at Podcast One or on the Pod MN app so you can listen at your leisure and get some bonus content as well. There's a really big event coming up in Alexandria for kids next Sunday. We'll get all the details on our next show. But that's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for joining us. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Hurry into Ram Power Days and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500 with available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. Or the Ram 1500, awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.